that's kind of buttery right there. Yeah. It's real pretty. See what I'm saying? Without the gloss on it. Nice, nice. You know. Got the matte finish. Mmm. Yeah, I didn't know. Lyrics. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Winning. Got the pre-orders jumping. Ooh. The block is hot right now. <laughs> you know the block is the hot. Block is hot. Yes, yes. The block is hot right now, man. I got I got two for fives over here. <laughs> <laughs> the block is, you know, they can't wait for that new cook up, man. Hey, 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 when you got that product. You Yo, the saying? product is flawless. I'm yeah. over here like your man's with the with the uh with the blue joints. <laughs> The blue magic. Yeah, I got that blue magic that over blue here, magic man. Pumping. It's popping over here. It's uh, popping today, man. I just hit the block with the blue magic and <laughs> we flooded the I block. Shut it down, shut it man. Down. I shut it down. You know, I starved the block for mad long. Right. You right. know, and then we just came with the new products. They like, how? <laughs> how is this so pure and hey, uncut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blue magic, man. It's been a good day, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it. I saw it when it hit. It's like mad comments yeah yeah it was it's good man you know sometimes man i woke up this morning like yo i hope this shit work out right <laughs> that's how it always is you know you put you put your own money up for shit mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know if it's gonna come back and i was like man looking at my bank account <laughs> <laughs> this shit gotta work yeah looking at my bills thinking ah oh, perfect timing for a record to come out you right. know and uh I hope the people rock with it. And so far, you know, it's been, whew, yeah, out there, man. With that so blue. tell the people what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, y'all? What up, y'all? What yeah, up, y'all? Yeah, we are recording. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about this new project I got coming out. If you've been on the internet, if you follow me on Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. the gram, <laughs> as the kids call it. If you follow me on any of those, or if you are on my email newsletter, then you know today. We announced my brand new project called Vigilante Genesis, mm-hmm. which is myself rhyming. It's an EP. And, you know, the, the EP is produced by my guy Aesop Brock. And, you know, we've been hitting at this project for a while. It'll be out one day. And a few I, years now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I talked about it in some interviews loosely, mm-hmm. you know, just saying that me and him were working on some things. But I never had a release date or a title for the record. And it wasn't completely done. And, uh. You know, we finished the project last fall and, uh, you know, just set the date now and things start coming together and uh, announced it today. And, you know, Internet's going nuts. Yeah. Shut it down. Yes. And it is. And it is really good, by the way, people. I've heard it. I have it. And it's nice. My man. It's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just showing him the CD. I got the CDs in the mail today. And uh, the thing that's about these CDs, if you've been picking up the last couple records of mine, I've had the same. Uh, artists do the the paintings for each cover and they are actually paintings are not really the only graphic design on these things is the actual text that's added to them but you know sometimes you see graphic designers and they try to get that worn look mm-hmm. that vintage right. that's exactly how the can how the painting looks yep. and those imperfections in it are actually like chips in the canvas itself because my guy, he puts like this, this like acid type shit on it whatever he does oh, really? he's got this thing where he does where he basically ages it in like a week that's dope so he paints it and it looks clean and then he just beats up the canvas and it really just fucking looks like that so on respect to architect there's like imperfection at the bottom it looks like cloth mm-hmm. it's really cloth from the, underneath the canvas of where it's stitched together he really what he painted on is fucking crazy but nice. that thing the, the cd cover doesn't have the, the glossy finish so when you touch it, it feels, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels like some real shit. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it feels like vine, It feels like canvas. Yeah. It feels like a canvas. Yeah, yeah. So that's that shit, man. So, uh, you know, if you out there, hopefully you saw the notice today. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a, we got the most infamous podcast. You know what I'm saying? But some people be forgetting that they, we rap they, they too. They be sleeping. They we, be sleeping. We got bars too, man. <laughs> <laughs> we still artists, yo. Support that shit, man. So, nah, the pre-orders is at waitlist.net for those interested. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Qu- I didn't answer a lot of questions about the record yet. Uh-huh. And I did that deliberately because I wanted us to talk about it on this yeah. before we get into, you know, today's I got some topic. questions for you, sir. Yeah. So Illogic has been, you know, I let him get the record, was like a week or two ago? Maybe yeah, two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago. 
And I told him, hey, man, just prepare some questions, man, because, you know, you my guy, but I know that you, you know, you got some journalistic integrity. <laughs> right. And you right. and you a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are fans of each other's work. And I figure his questions are probably some of the similar questions that other people may have about this record. So we're going to give you guys like a, a, a sneak preview into the record uh, via his interview. Word. And uh, so, yeah, man, this is going to be a little different than, than most yeah, well, episodes, you know, right? We be flipping it and bouncing it on them. We so unpredictable, man. <laughs> That's the classic. They can't see us coming. They I can't know. see us coming. That's why this was so infamous. Every week, dog. <laughs> Bussing heads. Head busses. That's what we're going to name ourselves. The, the head busses. <laughs> why is there never a rapper named the head busser? I don't know. Because people say that a lot. Yeah. That's some southern Bussing shit. Bussing heads. I'm a, bu- I'm I'm a bust head. your head. I'm a head busser. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Go ahead, man. Whatever you want to ask. Vigilante man. Genesis, man. Yes. That's what it is. All right. Break. Take a break and come back? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations. No shucking, no jiving, and no. Bullshit. All right, all right, and we back, back. So uh, this is this is the blueprint interview for Vigilante Genesis. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Got that new EP produced by Aesop Rap dropping. When is it dropping? May twenty seventh. May twenty seventh. May twenty seventh. But if you pre order, you'll get it May twenty fourth. Dope. It's the Tuesday. Nice. Keeping nice. it, you know. I'm not respecting the, the industry at all. <laughs> you know how they switch to Fridays? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, forget that, man. I'm doing Tuesdays still. Yeah, do it. You know? Do it right. All right, so I got some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start out, you know, general um, first off. Now, um, as far as storytelling in hip-hop, because I love storytelling. Uh, I tell a lot of stories when I rap, and I listen to a lot of rappers that tell stories. Um, do you think storytelling in hip-hop is a lost art? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, at the same time, I think it's, uh, you know, it can go even further. You know, mm-hmm. I think we came up at a time when storytelling almost was like you had to have a story joint on your album. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Like even the guys who weren't great storytellers, even the, like a biggie had to have one. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z had to have something on Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Nas has had, had theirs, but I almost think it was a prerequisite mm-hmm. back then. You know, even Tupac. Yeah. They'd have one joint. At least. Yeah, yeah. That was a story on their album. And I don't really think that's a requirement anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's needed in the in the in the, the formula. Yeah, yeah. They ain't got that in their bag no more. But those who do it are are dope. It's just that, you know, the cats ain't ain't carrying that torch like they used to. And then to. what are they gonna talk about? What like what kind of stories are they gonna tell? You know, in the musical climate today, like what kind of stories are they really gonna tell? Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> preach, brother. <laughs> what are they gonna talk about? Tell it, brother pastor. <laughs> Preach. I mean, hey man, hey man, brother. No, no, exactly. What are they drawing from? Yeah. And maybe that's why we've seen a decline in storytelling. Like, think about the stories we were hearing on like um the infamous. Mm-hmm. They were fucking 19 years old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nas wrote Illmatic at 19 years old. Yes. You know? He's that's writing true. it as he turned 20. Yeah. You know, same thing for both of those albums. And they, those were very mature stories because those dudes have been through so much mm-hmm. living in Queensbridge that they had a lot to draw from. I don't think that these rappers have a lot to draw from. Yeah, because I ain't been through nothing. Yeah, 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 I agree with you. I think maybe that's why we've seen a decline in it. You know, technically they're better than ever, but their stories aren't as, you know, they don't have as much to draw from. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. That's awesome. So, storytelling is a lost art, man. Y'all got to get your stories up. Get your story bars right. Yeah. All get right. your fiction up, Pat. <laughs> get your fiction up. All right. Now, um, I know you personally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I know that you read a lot of nonfiction. But um, do you read any fiction? And if so, who is your favorite fiction author or fiction book that you've read? Uh, to tell the truth, you're right. I don't read a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't read a lot of fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you see my bookshelves in there. Right. It's just loaded top to bottom with nonfiction. <laughs> right, right. How to make this. Right. How this thing works. Right. <laughs> this yeah. thing life. in history. Yeah, it's yeah. the realest bookshelf on earth. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is a small section that has like mad graphic novels okay. on it and comic books. Okay. So like really my my main exposure to fiction is comic books. Okay. Graphic novels, you know, and growing up, 
that was always the thing. I was in the comic books before I was in anything else. Mm -hmm. So maybe when I write fiction, it comes from that perspective and you can kind of get a sense for that in this project. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't really read any like normal fiction like normal people do. Yeah, because I was thinking, because that's what made me think about this question. I was thinking like, I wonder what he's drawing from because I know print reads a lot of Nonfiction, yes, you know what the I mean? most. I'm always reading the most. <laughs> too much, just too much realness. Yeah, it's just all real joints. Yeah, that's so. why I have to joke so much, man. I read so much <laughs> goddamn nonfiction. I gotta have a sense of humor, so I go crazy. Yeah. Now, I had a period, maybe I think it was 2008, 2009. Right as I was getting about to ready to quit drinking, I started trying to get back into reading, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But then I found that like I had discovered this thread. It was like the top five or top 10 graphic novels of all time. Okay. And I remember being like, man, I miss so much because I hadn't read comic books since like middle school, early high school. And I was like, man, I'm gonna get on Amazon and order all five or 10 of these. And I did. And so I went back and read like Sandman, okay. Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns, yeah. um, some Daredevil shit. I read uh, Watchmen. Yeah. And, I, and so... That's when I started trying to stay in on Friday nights mm-hmm. and I would just be crawled up with a graphic <laughs> novel, you know, and that kind of got me back into reading in general. And then from there, I got into uh, nonfiction again. But that was realness. Yeah, the realness. But I had to kind of get my feet wet with the, the, you know, the fiction. All right. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like, does print read anything other than like real life shit? <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> I'm a fucking real rapper. Man. Rappers don't be reading no fucking nah, man. All you punk ass rappers out there read all this fiction all the all time. Yeah, shit. get your nonfiction up, man. Huh. Learn a thing or two. You know right. what I mean? Get some self improvement books in your fucking catalog, partner. Yeah. Get your life right. Get your life together. You know what I'm saying? Get your life right. All you fucking escapism and shit. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> In reality, fool. Oh, all right. Uh, number three, question three. Uh-huh. Now, um, in my opinion, this is some of your most vivid writing. All right, on this project, um, as far as how visual it is, how tangible it is, as far as the story of it. Um, <clears throat> having a few books under your belt, all nonfiction. Have you ever thought about writing any fiction? Uh. I would say I've only just recently started thinking about writing non—I mean, fiction. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a—I really don't get thoughts of writing um, fiction until like I hear a beat mm-hmm. or I'm watching something. I'm like, wow, that's a cool story. But I never think I could come up with that shit. Mm-hmm. Even this shit, it was like I listened to it. And I'm like, wow, I came up with this shit. Yeah, out of scratch. Yeah, from yeah. scratch. I thought of that. I plotted out this whole story and this twist and this turn and this episode and this scene. And uh, I never really thought I could do it. So I, I still have very few thoughts of writing something like that. Not a real book. You mm-hmm. know, I have thoughts of continuing this thing if people like it. But okay. I don't necessarily have thoughts of writing um, more fiction. My my thoughts of the next books I write, I want them to be nonfiction. <laughs> real life. Because <laughs> I'm mad real. You know, I'm the, the realest rapper out there. Never reading fiction. <laughs> But I want them to actually help people. Mm-hmm. So like the next set of books I write are not going to be like books uh, about my experience like my first few were. Okay. You know, they're going to be books that speak to the common experience of anyone who's creative and kind of help people become better at what they do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I see that. It makes sense. Bars. Realness. <laughs> the, All right. The, the, real, the, 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 the realness. Um, all right. Number four. Question four. Now, um. For the concept of the idea, like where did you come up with the idea um, and um, the story itself and the idea to do the project overall? Uh, well, the, the the first song on a record, it kind of hints. Well, th- this is a funny ass story. So <laughs> this is the realest shit. So I had this awful customer service experience one time. Okay. To where, like, I really got into it with some people in the store. And I ain't going to say the store or the franchise. Like an actual store, like face-to-face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I came in there to do something. They was fronting. Uh, and I wasn't happy with, with the shit. Then the manager came out, and he was talking shit, too. And I think I told him to shut the fuck up, or I was going <laughs> to slap him or something. <laughs> and uh, it was a bad day, and I just stormed out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, let me get out of here before I get, you know, arrested or something. Mm. So I left and then I just got the idea like, yo. So so then I was just like, yo, I'm going to get this motherfucker, man. I hope I see this motherfucker again. So I just started having these ill thoughts of like, how would I get this business back? Like, this is an entire entity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, yeah, you can go after the manager. You can go after the employee. But this is an entire corporation. They're just a, So it gave me the idea then of like what it would be like to like go out in the middle of the night and just like fuck up businesses who disrespected their customers or who, who were greedy in the corporate space mm-hmm. or and so like i just had all these these visions and I, you know then one night i find myself out you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i mean like really on this shit and i'm like man let me take my ass to fuck home you know wow. what i'm saying he was like scoping like yeah 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 there's some reality in this shit uh-huh. where it came from that idea of just like how do I get these motherfuckers back? Mm-hmm. And just that that feeling of just like almost on some anarchist shit where you're just like, look, none of these motherfuckers care about me. But then, you know, the story that that's the 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 foundation for the story. Right. Because the story's okay. not really about that. It's about a guy who's trying to do that. Right. But then all this other shit happens yeah. to him. Yeah. That has absolutely nothing to do with why he went out of his house in the first place in the middle of the night. Right. And so that's kind of what the story's about. But yeah, it started from something real. Oh, that's funny. See, and that that kind of goes into my next question. Um, did you base the character off of anyone in particular? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, obviously. And um, so that was your inspiration for him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was it's the guy who's just like been wronged or just and, and then not just that that situation, because you have to be. You have to get to a point before you, quote unquote, snap, right mm-hmm. before you. So it wasn't just that situation. It's also looking at like I, I feel like it was maybe an election year when the shit happened. It was also like, a, um, yeah, I think it was 2012, maybe. Okay. Um, I think it was also like looking at the system and feeling like, well, who the fuck is looking out for the regular motherfuckers and what are we doing to like communicate, you know, to policing our own situations and who's out here just like doing what's right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because if this shit happens, you're either going to become like a villain or a fucking hero, right? right. And it's kind of a gray area. Yeah. So the, I mean, you become both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the character, the story, he's both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's ultimately trying to do the right thing but he does a lot of ill shit along the way. That's not like he could go to jail for this shit. Right. It's right? like some superhero shit. Like yeah. Batman is like, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like Batman is like, you know, he helps people, but at the same time, some of the shit he do, he can get locked up. For that yes. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Daredevil. You know, yeah. a lot of the superheroes are the same. Yeah. And same. I didn't want to draw the line on some moral shit where it's like, you know, you know, like Batman and Daredevil. Daredevil's like, oh, no guns. And, right. you know, they have yeah. the no, no killing. No killing. Yeah. But, you know. This guy, he doesn't have that thing. Right. He's just like you and I. Yeah. And if he's outnumbered or some shit goes wrong, he's going to do what he's got to do. More like the Punisher. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like that, but he ultimately still believes that, you know, bad guys should be taken to jail and shit. Right. All right. Word. Yeah, this is a, it's a really it's a really great, great, great story. Um, now, as far as the musical landscape of the project, you know, it's, it's really dark. You know, it has a lot of emotion in the um, in the production yeah. and a lot of urgency to it, too, um, I, I think. Um, why did you choose Aesop to as the producer or was it something that, you know, you and Aesop like, yo, let's do a project. And that's what came out of that. Or did you have the project in mind and chose Aesop to produce it? Well, you know, I've, I've you know, you and I both, you know, we've always been noticing how Aesop's been coming up. Oh yeah. As a producer. And I remember when he put out uh was it Fast Cars? Mm-hmm. Uh that was it EP? Yeah, that EP. Yeah. And I remember just listening to production, I was like, God damn, dude, like you're there. Yeah. You know, and I remember at the time he had never done any outside production. This was pre pre uh Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And he was just starting to do records. That was I think his first record without any blockhead production. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember talking to him like, yo, man, you know, I know you have some self doubts about your production, but you're there. Yeah, he produced one brick. The song that I was yeah, on with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's always had a great ear. Mm-hmm. And every year and every project he gets better and better and better. And uh so I remember I was in Oakland at the time and uh this was before he was even on Rhyme Stairs. And uh around two thousand ten or two thousand eleven maybe two thousand early two thousand eleven. 
uh, I was out in Oakland and he was living in San Fran. I went out and hung out with him there for a couple of days. And I was like, he's like, we just listen to beats. And I was like, yo, you got something? He's like, yo, what do you think about this? And he played the first, the beat that's the first song on the record. Okay. I had wrote that rhyme previously, except maybe, you know, maybe the last two or three bars. But I had that rhyme, but I did it didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yo, let me try this to this beat. And he recorded. We we're like, yo, this shit came out crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and because um, it it it's what I wrote after my back experience, <laughs> you know, because I, mean? I don't want to, you know, get away too much. I, so I wrote it after that, and then I was like, okay, well, we sat on it. and I was like, hey man, you know, want to do more shit? And he really, he's like, yeah, let's do some more shit. So when he sent the rest, I, my thought was on how could I take this feeling. Mm-hmm. And expand it into something that's cohesive. Into a project. Yeah, into a project. Because I didn't want everything to be like, the first thing is kind of like just the mind state of the guy, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And he's talking about, you know, writing greed on everything. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like, he he writes red greed on everything. Like, people who do him wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a small detail, but you pick it up as it it goes on, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's not just random graffiti. It's on targeted people and things. And that's kind of what gets him into all this shit is that, He's out here trying to combat it in his little way, right? Which is the the best way he knows how, but it just it doesn't go the way that he thinks it's gonna <laughs> no, go. No, not at all, not at all. All right. Um, now the project clocks in. It's it's a little short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not an album. It's, it's an EP. Yeah, it's an EP. It's it's a little short. Um, now, and all the songs are one verse, no hooks. Is there a reason that you chose length? And is the reason that you chose that format with no, no hooks, you know, like uh, to I, keep the story going? Or yeah, I chose no hooks because I didn't want it to be. I didn't want there to be any, uh, any feeling or sense that I was trying to write like hit songs mm-hmm. or like some catchy shit, or that I need people to sing along with this shit. This shit is the opposite of like what people set out to do when they set out to write like things that will be performed. Or okay. this is like. The feeling that I got when I when I read The Watchmen is what I tried to create sonically okay. when I wrote the songs. It wasn't about like, you know, the shiny, perfect chorus or beat or character. It was about this emotion and, and capturing that feeling and describing something and taking people to where they're there, to where that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take like the, the, the presence of an audio book and then you take like the, the, the dynamics of a fucking, you know, a, a graphic novel. And then you take like the darkness of just like some ill ASAP production. And that's really the three dynamics we got, like that dark hip hop shit combined with, you know, audio book combined with graphic novel. Yeah. And I think I mean, I think it definitely comes off that way. Yeah. It's, I mean, because it's like I, like I said earlier, some of your most vivid writing and the storytelling is really really dope and it's one of those things where you can see everything that's happening dope you know you can see it while it's playing and it makes you want to take songs back and like feels like you miss stuff it's like when you watch a movie and you go to the bathroom yep you know what i mean <laughs> you come back like what the fuck did i miss you yep. know like it's one of those joys where you feel like even if you listen to it all the way through like you feel like you want to go back and see if you missed any parts of the story Especially when you go to the next song, it's like, okay, where did that come from? Let me go back and make sure I didn't miss nothing. You know, like it's one of those things. It feels like it feels really, really like a movie. You know, yeah. that you're listening to. So, like, I really like it, like it in that in that sense. So I'm I'm very big on the visual writing. You know, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, love Thank it, you. love it. All right. So um, now, why did you make the main character more of a graph writer, not an MC, not some other kind of? You know, oh, uh, like hip hop related. Yeah, hip hop related guy. Or did did that matter? Was the hip hop part even? I never even considered it. Okay, I never even considered like this is a this should have anything to do with music. I was more just looking like summarizing the feeling of like the helplessness that the average person has when dealing with life and you know uh, conspiracy and corporations and greed mm-hmm. and, and, and and corrupt neighborhoods and. uh people who are immoral and dealing with all these ill things i was like this is just gonna be a dude who's had too much you know what i'm saying who's tired of you know uh, of waiting on karma to resolve shit mm-hmm. you know yeah and he's just like you know what i'm gonna take this shit into my own hands and see what i can do and i never thought about rap 
I, rap is the vehicle that I deliver that story via, but mm-hmm. I never even considered having that character have anything to do with hip hop. But isn't that hip hop in itself though? Yeah, in some, a way. Yeah, yeah, some hip hop shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. straight up, you know, like going after corporations and not feeling like you yeah. don't have a voice. Yeah, and trying to find some way to, you know, retaliate in your own way and having some way, whether it's legal or illegal or whatever. You yes. know, like when you feel cornered like that. You know, that's, that's some hip-hop shit. Yeah, I agree. Straight up. All right. Now, have you ever um, done any graffiti or thought about doing graffiti? I got graffiti? up once. You got up? <laughs> yeah, it was awful. <laughs> awful. I think I got up in, like, 04 when I first moved back here on the back of a school. It was awful. Like, was it Dolo or was you out with some people? It was me and Jermaine back uh, then. Yeah, it was <laughs> a shitty. I threw up a shitty blueprint piece. That's so funny. It was whack. Did wack. you take a picture of it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I probably still got it somewhere. It was awful, though. Was it bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. That's so funny. That's because I didn't I know shit. I just it. went and like, okay, buy paint, get up. <laughs> right. I didn't even go through. Oh, get a get a fucking notebook. Right. Practice. Right. Learn styles. I was like, nope. <laughs> I know how to write. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can draw. I know how to write my I, name. I've been known how to draw. <laughs> no, nah, I was awful. <laughs> All my friends who write write for real were like, yeah, Brent, don't do that again. <laughs> stop, stop. Yeah, stop, stop that. Stop. Yeah, stick to rap. All right, so this um this is my last last question. Um, the type of artist that we are, you know, we always leave parts of ourselves in stories. Now I know you said this was based off an experience that you had, but throughout the rest of the story, are there any other parts of you in the story? Uh, I'm not sure, man. I, I mean, a lot of it is more like I didn't. I tried to separate myself from it. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of like the the feeling that made me think of the story, I tried to look at it like okay. I want to write something that everyone can kind of relate to, okay. you know? And so I didn't really look at it like, okay, I mean, maybe the sense of morality and wanting to see, you know, uh, that justice is done, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the sense of just like, you know, being in dark places, you know, right. crazy ass bars with, you know, just shady characters. degenerate motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like that's some shit I know for real. Like there's certain things, scenes in there that I saw, and I thought, man, this would be ill to write about mm-hmm. be- long before I did it. Yeah. You know, like I remember being in uh, Copenhagen one night and uh, we were on tour with the last time I was over there. And we were in some crazy ass fucking bar. Like it was prostitutes all over the place and they was dressed up like superheroes and shit. Just matching black and white cord- color coordinated shit. Wow. Just, you just walked outside like what the fuck is going on? Like no cops. It was just like bizarre. Like it was everything was okay. Yeah, there was no like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When nobody like, looking around like what the fuck? Right. It was no sense of this shouldn't be going on. It was like this is what it is. Mm. Rock with it. Yeah. You know. So that feeling inside me and, and seeing that is probably what comes through. You know. Okay. All right. Well, I hope I hope people get a sense of of the story from the questions that I had. Yeah. And, I yeah, mean, without giving it away. Without giving it away. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I mean personally I think it's one of your best projects, no matter how how much I would like it to be a lot longer personally. Hey, well but, that opens the door for part two. It does, it does, but hits the name. Jeez. Yeah, Vigilante Genesis. Now what is Genesis? The beginning. I See? get it. But See? shit. Like the story is just so good. You like, what the fuck? <laughs> let's see if <laughs> let's see if the people like it. Look, if you guys are listening to it. Uh, we'll revisit this in a, yeah. in a month. Yeah, see what's I, up. Yeah, see what the feedback is. And if y'all want to hear uh, a sequel to it, y'all, y'all let me know. All right. You know, maybe we'll do a follow-up or something. But yeah, we'll and, see. And get you guys' thoughts on the story after you hear it. But uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's some of my best writing. Yes. And I listen back to it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I was in the zone. Yeah. Like, there's certain joints where, like, the storytelling is so vivid that, it just makes me smile. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's just certain lines and certain situations that you talk about. Yeah. That I hear and it just makes me smile because I see it and I'm like, this is so dope. You know what I mean? This is so dope that this story is making me like see this. Like I'm watching. Like it's almost like because I just finished the um, Daredevil um, show. Yeah. On, um, Netflix. On, on Netflix. Yeah. And it's like that's what it's that's what it makes me feel like, like when I'm listening to it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think everybody if you guys. You, when you get it, I think you'll love it. I think you'll definitely yeah. love it. Yeah, and you know, the crazy part is like, I've had the the idea about this for a while because it was, I mean, I've done stories before, like, 
that last joint I did on that Jake One record, mm-hmm. that uh, the the Soul Position song Keys. Yeah. You know, when I did the one on a Jake record, I remember Ant was like, "Dude, you gotta." have you ever tried to do a whole record like this this is just incredible i was like at that time i hadn't thought about it but he was like man if you ever i was like if i could get the right beats and i remember me and Ann was talking about, i was like if i can get the right beats just some ill dark shit i was like and i think i can do a, a project of just one you know continuous ill story with twists and turns that just fucks people up mm-hmm. you know and uh a few years later here we go here we go we here yeah you know dope dope yeah. so this, genesis yeah, May 27th, May man. May 27th. Get so, your pre-order on. Uh, yeah, waitlist.net. W-E-I-G-H-T-L-E-S-S.net, man. So, uh, in this episode, yeah. we got we to gotta take it to the next level, Yeah, we got, we, got, we got splashing with Lord. You know, yeah. we got splashing with Lord Splash, more. Splashing with more, right? Because so, we've been talking about storytelling, right? Right, So right. So, the next thing, we got we to gotta give it up to the pioneers of storytelling. Yeah, we're going we gonna to splash y'all with our, with our top five. Yeah, top five storytellers of all fucking time and of course our list is right and yours is wrong yes yes and mine is better than a lot because <laughs> no the, no doubt no way no way no way no way of course so we take a break and we'll be back with that yeah this week's episode of super duty tough work is sponsored by weightless recordings who will be releasing blueprints next album vigilante genesis on friday may 27th the vigilante genesis ep is produced entirely by aesop rock and is pre-ordering now at waitlist.net on CD, purple vinyl, and deluxe digital edition. Each version comes with song lyrics. All pre-orders will come with the album instrumentals and a free 11 by 17 poster. But the first 250 pre-orders will come with a poster signed by Blueprint and Aesop Rock. Pre-order your copy now on waitlist.net. Yeah, yeah, storytellers, yeah, yeah. storytellers, the best. All right, the best storytellers. We back, we back in the building. So, um, if you didn't know, if you if you're just tuning in, <laughs> like we on the radio, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, we talking about Prince, um, Prince and Aesop Rock's EP Vigilante Genesis, which is available now at waitlist.net for pre-order. Yeah, and the album release date is May 27th. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. So, look, looking forward to that. Now, right now, we're gonna get into our. Our storytellers, our list. Yeah, this yeah. is this is the, the most definitive list, man. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. You know, there's a lot of good storytellers in hip hop. Yeah, but these are the best. These are the best, man. So we're gonna go from honorable mention, all right, to number one. Yes, sir. We only doing five of this joint. Yeah. And uh, this time we're gonna change a little bit and splash y'all with some some clips too, because some of y'all might not be aware of this greatness that's out here <laughs> right you know what I, mean? I mean some of them we wasn't aware of until we really started like doing our research you yeah, know what i mean so true so like and, and and we need y'all to know like even though i'm like you know this this project is is on some story shit i'm just trying to carry the torch mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying from all the, the ill storytellers who inspire me and everybody else so uh man who you want to go first with your honorable yeah, mention? i'll go first with my honorable mention uh my oh, honorable shit. mention is feral Monch. feral motherfucking organized confusion now that's one i would not necessarily have thrown on my list but explain well if you go back to organized confusion with stray bullet classic joint classic joint yes um arguably one of the best hip-hop songs of all time arguably yes um even his song black sunday on the or on that record, you're right. You're it right. It was a solo joint that he was, was talking. Yeah, it was a solo joint. No, just no, him. no, not Black Sunday. Was it? Wasn't Black Sunday? Uh, 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 no, Black Sunday wasn't. Um, Help me out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was on that. Uh, uh, it was uh, another. Uh, it was a song that he had that was solo. That was a story. He I did have remember. a solo song on that record. I think I can't remember the name of it, but just like the stories that he's had, even on um, on Desire, which I didn't really care for the record, but yeah. the um, the song um, when the gun draws. Yeah. Where he kind of took the gun thing a little further and was talking about kids getting shot. And, yeah. You know, all of that. Yeah. And um, on his latest record, PTSD, which is a concept album. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really good stories on there. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really good with language, really, really vivid with his storytelling as well. Yeah. And so. I could and I would also throw in uh, his sound bombing joint. Yes. The mayor. The mayor. Now that Classic. Was, yeah. To me, that was like the first time I was just like, ooh. Yeah. Cock back, SWAT teams astounding. From rooftops, troop plot to snipe my melon. Felon, 
sergeant yelling for me to come out like Ellen. Propelling walk through the lobby and the front door. Backing hand grenades and strapped with C4. It was so goddamn vivid. It <laughs> yes. was so fucking <laughs> sick. And uh, but you know what's funny? I kind of disconnected that song from his catalog a little bit. Yes. Was that ever on his album? No, that was only on the sound bombing. Man. Yeah. That song was incredible. It was. It was. And it was like only probably, like a minute long. Right? Probably one of the best songs he's done. Yes. Like yes. In his catalog, probably one yes. of the best songs. I agree completely. Done. Yeah, it was like two minutes long. Yeah. Short. Yeah, real short. Short. It made you mad. Ah. Oh, <laughs> great. Like any great story right, would. Right? right. 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 You know. Nah. That, that's a good choice. That's a good yeah. choice, man. Yeah, it's my honorable mention. It's an honorable mention, man. Yes, sir. Okay, so my honorable mention, yeah, who who didn't make the top five, yeah. and is probably a sleeper on everybody's list. It pr- probably ain't even on people's list. Yeah, probably didn't even think about this guy, right. Breezley Bruin from yes. the Juggernauts. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of people are like, "Who is that, Print? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all old. <laughs> Y'all old as hell. Who is Breezley Bruin?" The name don't even sound right. Right. Who names themselves Breezley Bruin? Yo, Breezley Bruin is one of the dopest rappers of that first independent vinyl single rush. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That first raucous, uh, stretching Bobito, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Fondalum. The Juggernauts put out like a classic uh, EP, Clear Blue Skies, right? Yes. On uh, Fondalum. I think that's one of Fondalum's first releases. You I know? believe so. Juggernauts and Cenobites and things of that nature. And uh, man, it had songs on there. Well, number one, he's got the illest voice. <laughs> yes. And style. Yes. And style. It's almost like super run on sentency, but it's just like, you know, internal rhyme schemes, just like crazy. Super smooth voice. Yeah. Breezley Bruin. Look him up. But he. On that EP, he's got dope stories on that record. Uh, What's the one? The title track, Clear yeah, Blue Skies, skies. Mm-hmm. Um, is about like interracial relationships, right? Yeah, he's um, yeah. he's actually um, takes on the character of a white father and a white son, and the white son is dating a black girl, and the dad is racist. Damn it, son! I think it's time we had a little man to man talking. I heard that you was hand to hand walking down the boulevard, middle of the date with this black chick. Tell me the truth, boy. Are you let me get quick. this straight. You're ranting and raving, behaving like a mad dog with rabies because my baby's not white. That ain't right. Pops, you got me puzzled because in the past with the black folks, you never struggled. At least to my knowledge. So, like, just that that idea, the concept alone, is set up for really dope storytelling, and he's a great storyteller. Completely. Um, he's got a, uh, but but the reason he's on the list. Mm-hmm. Because his output as a rapper is mad low. <laughs> right, right. That's the main problem with Breezy Bruin. He's one of the greatest rappers with the lowest outputs. Yeah, some people might know him because he's been on some Aesop joints. Too. Was he on Aesop? He was on um he was on one of the what which record? Was he on Bazooka Tooth? I think he was on because it was a song with um him. It was a it was a posse cut. Okay. That he was on. I gotta think about that shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on. I gotta go back and revisit that. Yeah, yeah. He and so he was a part of the indelible MCs, you know, Mm kind of. But he had the Breezy, the the first EP they put out, and then Juggernauts didn't put out an official record for almost another ten years. It took them to maybe oh four oh five, definitely the early two thousands before they put out a proper album. By then, the whole game had changed. The internet had completely taken over. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everything had changed. You know. Uh, but the reason he's on this list is because of his collaboration album with Prince Paul called Prince Among Thieves. Yes. That album yes. is a complete story from beginning to end. Interludes, sound design, the entire thing is a story. And it's one of the most well-executed stories hip-hop has ever seen. But it it's, it was put out independently. Obviously, it's hard to market an album that's strictly stories. Mm-hmm. And... um. But he did such an amazing job at it that he kind of set the bar at that point. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and because it's so dope, I can't not put him on the list somewhere. It's two o'clock and who the knocking on the door? It's like a drum. That's Mama Duke's brother calling me a bumpin'. Then I'm coming to my senses. Sorta. Then I see a woman looking bold with a cold cup of water. I'm like, come on, Mama, give me five more minutes as we begin in sunshine and in my eyes I'm done wilding. Then I rise. Oh yeah. I mean, and I don't think there's ever been a record like it since. No. 
like it's a complete difficult. album. Yeah, a complete. I mean, he did yes. a complete. What is it, like sixteen songs? Yes, or something? it's a complete album. Yeah, complete album. Yep, you got character development. You mm-hmm. got twists and turns. You got background. You got uh, you know conflict. You mm-hmm. Three act structure. You got the final you know confrontation. Yeah, yeah. All of it is in his story, and yeah. it's so fucking dope. So if you're listening to this, if you've, if you've never heard uh, Prince Among Thieves, I think it's technically a Prince Paul record. Yeah. Right. And so it's featuring Breezley Bruin. Featuring Breezley Bruin. And that's another thing. Maybe that kind of played into him not, you know, getting the shine because it was a Prince Paul record, not Prince Paul and Breezley Bruin. So right. look up Prince Paul, Prince Among Thieves, and then you'll get um, this, this, this record, man. It's an amazing story record. Uh, that Breezy Bruin wrote. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's one of the best. Bam. Okay, take a break. Take a break. break. Super Duty Tough Work is now available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. So whether you use SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or iTunes, we're there. Please take a second to follow us on whatever podcasting app you use and stay up to date. Thanks for your support. All right, so we back with our storytellers, storytelling list. Yes, you know the top saying? five storytellers in hip hop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ever. 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 This is number five, this right? This number five. Ooh. All right, this so. This is when it gets real. I'm going to hit you with my number five. Go ahead. Slug from Atmosphere. Oh. That's a real ill choice, man. Yeah, man. It's, and, it, and it's not because he's our friend. Because, yeah, people are going to say we're biased. <laughs> right. They're going to say, oh, man, you yeah, got songs with him. Yeah. Of course you would say Slug. Yeah. But you can't You can't deny the stories, man. Cannot deny his catalog. Woman with the tattoo hands. I used to know this woman who had the most beautiful tattoos on the top sides of both of her hands. She was 43 years old, and as far as I know, had never yet been with a man. It's not that she wasn't attractive, she was beautiful. But it was the way that she interacted. She was aggressively passive to the point where she would have intimidated any myth that ever tried to catch it on the classic classic God's bathroom floor classic classic um the waitress yes um I mean he has so many so many stories and a yes. lot of and a lot of um we were just talking about this earlier a lot of slug stuff is so um subtle yes in the in the way he tells stories, I mean, Flicker's a story. Yeah, I've been drinking. You already know. Do I smell like escape? Probably so. I found your tape in my old collection. Put it in, pushed play, then I poured a fresh one. I look back with a hesitant laugh, but in reality, it's dark down memory ave. All the trials and suffering we shared with each other. A lot of people thought that we were actually brothers. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the way he tells stories, a lot of times it doesn't come off as once upon a time not long ago you know what i'm saying exactly (laughs) exactly it doesn't come off that way like it's it's more like situational things things that are involving him yes um things that he's witnessed you know situations that he's been in so on and so forth um and i think that he doesn't get the credit that he deserves as a storyteller because if you listen to his catalog from beginning to now he's developed he's been he's become more of a storyteller i mean a lot of the later records are probably 80 to 90 percent stories you know, I agree. Especially having children now, being yes. married now. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of things that he has to tell stories about. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you get older, a lot of times that's the that's the best way to, you know, to get your thoughts out, especially as an MC and yeah. you get older. You and know not I mean? sound preachy, too. Right. And not sound preachy. Because a lot of a lot of older rappers start to think about that. Like, how can I continue to tell stories to, to touch people without saying i did this i'm doing that right. you know what i mean to inject yourself into your art so much and like storytelling allows you to go to take it way further mm-hmm. way further but and i kind of sit outside yourself yeah you know yeah and people just have to judge it for what it is you know what i mean they're yeah. not allowed to just say oh well you're lying or you can't tell that story no you have the right to tell a story i agree slug is a very very subtle uh storyteller mm-hmm. you know and which is also the trait of my number five mm-hmm who is Andre 3000? Uh, Andre 3000, a lot of people don't necessarily even consider him a storyteller because he's so subtle. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to the early Outkast records and even their, uh, their their later ones, he always hits you with stories. You think about the elevator single. Got stopped at the mall the other day. Heard a call from the other way that I just came from. Some nigga was saying something. Talking about, hey man, something. you remember me from school? No, I'm not really, but he kept smiling like a clown. Facial expression looking silly. You know, <laughs> right. Like, and he, st- he just goes into stories 
and you don't even think of it like, yo, he's weaving a story. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a, a lesson to this, you know. If you don't, we like neck to neck. If I don't want you to, yeah, we, like check to check. check. Yeah. yeah, like he instead of just saying, "Hey, y'all, it's hard out here for a rapper. Y'all don't get it. Right, my shit's fucked up too. Yeah, it ain't all, you know, it ain't, it ain't all, always cracked up. To be. Right. Instead of just saying that, he chose to use his verse in that song to tell that story, mm-hmm. and that was one of the first times I was like, "Ooh, this guy's dope." Yeah. And then you look at like, was it the, the international players? Yeah, yeah, uh, that whole marriage. Yeah, yeah. So I typed a text to a girl I used to see Saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be And I apologize if this message gets you down Then I cc'd every girl that I'd cc round town And hate to see y'all frown but I'd rather see her smiling Witness all around me true But I'm no island, peninsula maybe Makes no sense, I know crazy Give up all this that's in my lap No looking back, spaceships He, he kills it like um He's got other joints. Uh, the art, art, of art of storytelling, right? Easy. Easy. So Part I'm, one and two. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the dopest storytellers in hip hop that people don't even think is a storyteller. Yeah. Because, they don't look at him that way. Yeah, because like you're saying, he never just, yeah, so in, you know, once upon a time in a place <laughs> far, far away, right. I was in the hood sitting on a milk crate and then- <laughs> And this happened. Yeah, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened. He's not even that kind of guy to where there are always stories. Most of his stories are involving his interactions with people, mm-hmm. which is kind of the opposite of slugs. Slugs are subtle because they involve characters outside of himself. Right. You know, Andre's stories are always with himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really tell stories about other people. Yeah. He tells stories about other people's perceptions of him. Yeah, he is always the main character yeah. in the stories for the most part. Yeah, they're like yeah. anecdotes, yeah. you know, to help people further understand him. Mm-hmm. Slug is kind of trying to help you understand people. Yeah, the world around yeah. him. Yeah. And the world around you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's ill. So, yeah, that's my number five, man. You want to go to number four? Yeah, number four. Um, Actually, my number four was the same. Oh, you had Andre. Yeah, Yeah. number four. So, I mean, I completely agree with everything you say. Like, we don't even really got to go. No argument on that No argument at all. Everybody wins this episode. I mean, because even if you look at his solo record, the... uh, the um, love below yes all stories yes all like 90 90 stories yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah Can't, n- undeniable straight up undeniable oh. um c3 yeah number three g number three for me is a uh, ghost face ghost face ghost new ghost face <laughs> <laughs> i mean supreme clientele you can you can like put the names of the songs on a whiteboard and throw a dart at you know what I'm saying? And anything you land on, the story's going to be dope. Like him and Ray just told stories galore. All of their stuff was stories. Yes. And um, for me, like a signature story of, of Ghost is his verse on Impossible. Ooh. Call an ambulance, Jamie been shot. Word to Kimmy, don't go, son, nigga. You my motherfucking heart. Stay still, son, don't move. Just think about Kiba. Should be three in January. Your young guard needs you. The ambulance is taking too long. Everybody get the fuck back. Excuse me, bitch. Give me your jack. One seven one eight nine one one low battery. Damn, blood coming out his mouth. He bleeding badly. Nah, Jamie, don't start that shit. Keep your head up. If you escape hell, we're getting fucked up. When we was eight, we went to bad day to see the Yanks. In 69, his father and mine. They raw banks. He pointed to the charm on his neck. With his last bit of energy left, told me rock it with respect. I opened this scene, the girl holding his kids. Photogenic tears just burst out my wig. Plus he dropped with oh shit, it comes so lurk with no shoes on, screaming, holding the breast with a gown on. She fell on them lightly, touched his jaw, kissed him, rubbed his hair, turned around, the ambulance was there. Plus the blue coats, officer low, took it as a joke. Weeks ago he strip searched the guard and gave him back his coat. Bitches yelling, Beanie Man swung on Helen in the back of a cop car. Dirty talks are telling, but suddenly a chill came through. It was weird, but like my man was cast out my heaven. Now we share laid on his stretcher, blood on his wallies like ketchup. Deep like the pool assassination with a sketch of it. It can't be from you who the leads. Second grade hump the teacher's about to leave. Finally, this close chapter comes to an end. He was announced, pronounced dead, y'all. It's well ten. Like just the line, blood on his wallies like ketchup. Like that's all I had to hear, and I was like, yo. One of the one of the illest. best, yeah. most vivid verses I've ever heard. Yes. Period. 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 Yeah. Talking oh about his god. mom's crying, holding her breasts. Like. Oh my god. <laughs> Impossible. Uh my favorite joint from him is uh well, I ain't my favorite, but one of my favorite stories is his Maxine joint. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Because we agree on this one. Yes. We, I got the exact same one that he's got. Yes. So uh, his magazine joint where he's just talking about basically like the dude who sells dope, but he's messing with the girls who smoke up all his shit and steal his packages. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then how, you know, the, the kids retaliate on this fool when he come in there trying to regulate on his shit. Yes. Yo, that shit is the best. If Pam shouts there was money missing, she was too dumb, had her nose numb, sniffing, blow in the kitchen, her kids never ate, BCW's and far with her, kids that she never seen, shipped to the Florida, Maxine, dark-skinned, bald-headed bitch, mean, Pam's right hand, together they're the coldest fiends, Oh shit, guess who arrived at the door, it's Mooney the supplier, spoon over the door, bitch open the door, Maxine he gonna kill me, chill, I got a friend cop, girl you don't know it's beef, three long kicks, the hinges flew off, kids screaming, the heavy face slap, blue Maxine head off, I don't know if there is, I mean, in terms of just like, vividly painting hood shit mm-hmm. ghost is one of the best yeah him and ray him I and mean, ray him yeah, and ray yeah. are like the same exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. it's like you can't say one without the other facts yeah all facts so yeah no i agree completely man um and that leads to your next one which is probably my next one we agree <laughs> in the same one yeah ray kwan yeah the chef yeah 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 number three yeah basically what can we say about ray kwan man He's just like ghosts, but he just he's got an ill way of doing it too. Yeah, I mean, and and they're so they're different, but they're the same. Yeah, like they have their because it's that woo like language, that way of talking. But Ray and Ghost still have their own yes. like approach yes. to writing and approach to telling stories. Yes, you know, like it's it's just real dope. It's yeah. real dope to listen. Yeah, I to. catch myself singing uh, Raekwon ad libs from his stories <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Randomly, <laughs> shorty be fucking mad Colombians, nigga. Like, why does that shit stay in my head? <laughs> Yo, get on the floor. It's the Black Lex Luthor. <laughs> Yo, ghost about the scraper. <laughs> Chill, ghost. Put the nine in his meatloaf. Guess who walked in? Having it, his man from Farragut. Confront him with the Ruger on his back. Walk in black. Where's your man? Where's Sky Blue land at? Stop playing woo in the back. Smack them with the gas. Yo. Money said he be in 15. He's not lying. Wait for the millennia green to pull up. He got the Donna Karen shit on two rings. Six carats a piece plus the chain swing. Like anchors on ships flooded with all diamond chips. Back pockets, two clips, four fifths with rubber grips. Laying two bottles of brass. I was slaying, meditating. Red dot be waiting for my payment. Heard the key in the lock. Cock the Glock. Turn the lights out. Dip behind the couch. Key on Gaggis mouth. Infrared at his head when he entered. Blood a soft Perry Ellis leather with Dorinda. A friend of Keon's wife, Kenya. The bitch large. In life. Yo, shorty be fucking mad Colombian nigga. Fuck you, get on the floor, meet the black legs, loop those strip fast, the bitch out on Claiborne drawers. Yo, Ray, you're about to scrape for a chill ghost. Thought for a second, turned around, threw the nine in his meatloaf. Yeah, that's just the best. <laughs> the best, man. The best. Yeah. The absolute yeah. best, man. I mean, his uh uh he's got this joint, Spot Rushers, which is off of Cuban Links. That joint is crazy. <laughs> One of the last songs on there, which is Shorty be fucking mad Colombian <laughs> Like why do, it's just random, you know what I mean? You know, like that. To, you know, even uh, incarcerated Scarface. Yeah, incarcerated Scarface is really, really, you know? really good. Like yo, man, like that whole, whew, that whole verse, man, is crazy. You know, um, gosh, uh, Fat Lady sings on Cuban Links too. Punch broke the dreads, Joe. Pulled the four out and went thaw. Told him that he can't sling his brawl. When he fell, yo, he broke his wrist. His bangles flew off. His bellies were scuffed. Then he blew a kiss. Bleeding out the side of his ear. Niggas was staring and his silk shirt was ripped off. Punch cut his hair. Races was bloody. He kept hitting. Dread grabbed his shirt. Showing his stomach. The kid had zippers on him. Cuban Links 2 is actually a really, really, really good record. Yes. Really good record. Which is hard to do yes especially it, when you call it like cuban links is a classic so when i heard it was doing a part two i was like uh skeptical <laughs> bad skept, skeptical bad skept. <laughs> but i bought it anyway me too and i was not disappointed i purchased it yeah. i went into a store i bought it yeah yes. i actually bought the it purple cd yeah i have it and i was not disappointed yeah at all. really really good follow joints yeah he's got joints on there man um so that's raekwon at number two man yes sir um, let me think of what else Oh no, that's, no, that's number, number three. three. Number three. Number two. Who you got? I think we agree on this one. Nasty Nas. Yes. Nasty Nas in your area. <laughs> I mean, I gave you power. 
Yes. I seen some cold nights and bloody days. They grabbed me in bullet spray. They used me wrong, so I sing this song to this day. My body is cold still for real. I was made to kill. That's why they keep me concealed. Uh, even hate me now. Hate me now. Yes. Um what is the joint he's got on the IM where he still, he comes in and catches his girl uh cheating on him? Oh and um, he, he kills him and commits suicide. Got up with horse show, the look on my face was mad lost. I ain't know whether to cry, just try to laugh it off. Son, you home early. They wiped you out that quick. I said, nah, I showed them the plastic with nine in the clip. Hopped in the whip, popped in the disc, press play. To the Grand Central from the Van Wick Expressway. I said, bet you'll never guess in a million years. What I just saw happening, it probably still is. Snuck in my crib, some nigga fuck up my whiz. I saw them, they ain't see me. I ducked and I slid. I'ma grab shorty. I need you to grab the nigga for me. Just when I thought I found love, she shit it on me. It's a classic. Rewind. Yes. The joint where he tells the story backwards. Yes, yes. Like um, Memento. Yeah. Um, uh, one love. Let's start love. Ill Mac. Yeah, one love. Um, 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 what's the other one? With New the, York State New of York Mind. State of Mind. How about New York State of Mind Part Two, which is one of my favorite joints. New York State of Mind is second verse. I like, I like, I like New York State of Mind Part Two a little better than, than Part yeah, One. His second verse. I'm at the gambling spot. Yes, hands on a knot. Yankee cap cover my eyes. I stand in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I take a nigga's dough, send him home to a shoebox. You lost that nigga. I put your dough in a jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. I'm at the gambling spot, my hands on a knot. New York Yankee cap, cover my eyes, stand in one spot. I take a nigga dough, send him home to a shoebox. You lost that nigga, I put your dollar in the jukebox. Hear my favorite song, all these niggas sing along. All the cigarette smokes clog in my lungs. Hood rats flashing their tongue, young thugs blasting their gun. We got reputations, bitches and niggas, both on parole or probation. Shit is sick. Yo, man, yeah, that shit is crazy. Yo, that whole verse is so vivid. Yeah. It's just... I mean, life's a bitch. Oh, come on. Him and AZ. Yeah, yeah. Nas, to me, is the first direct descendant of who we have as the number yes, one storyteller. I, I totally agree with you on this. Of all time. Because Nas, to me, he took that thing and he just, he expanded on it. And he mm -hmm. made it like a big part of what he did. He yeah. didn't always storytell. But he wasn't the guy giving you one random story every album. Right. It was a part of his full repertoire, and he wasn't telling no bullshit stories. It was the illest shit. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it sounded like it's some yeah. shit that he's seen, that he been there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Completely, like, completely, completely, all of that shit. Like, like the the this is I tell this story often. One of the the biggest things that I will never forget about Illmatic is when I remember it came out and I was in Media Play. Who remembers mm -hmm. Media right, Play? Right, out yeah. by Eastland Wall. Yeah. They had the listening stations back in those days. This was 95, 94, whatever it was. And uh, I remember seeing the review in the source and I was skeptical. Like, mm -hmm. man, this, yeah. come on. It ain't can't that, be that good. No, it ain't that good. Right. And I remember putting it on and listening to it and just being lost. <laughs> Forgetting where I was Forgetting who I came there with, I I felt like I was actually there. Mm -hmm. He made it so vivid to where, and I read a review after that, and they said, whether you like it or not, Nas makes you see New York as it is. Yeah, And that's the biggest compliment we can give this album is that. He takes you there, and to this day, it still takes me there. Yeah. He said, Nas, niggas call me busting off the roof, so I wear a bulletproof, a bag of black trade deuce. He inhaled so deep, shut his eyes like he was sleep, started coughing. When I peeked to watch me speak, I sat back like the Mac. My army suit was black. We was chilling on these benches where he pumped his loose cracks. I took the L when he passed it. This little bastard keeps me blasted. It starts talking mad shit. I mean, I listen to Illmatic probably once a month, at least. Yeah. Like, front to back. Classic. To this day, to this day, I mean, I still, I'll be flipping through my iPod and I'll see it, boom, you know, and it's just beautiful every time I listen to it. And let's talk about One Love. The beauty of One Love, too, is like, it's the first time someone has done a story that was like a letter to somebody. Yes. And yeah. hip hop, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? What up, kid? I know shit is rough doing, doing your bid. Yeah. You know, and it's a letter to somebody, but it's also a story because he's talking about like, what happened back home, you know? Yeah. Why don't your lady write you? Told her she should visit. That's when she's got hyper. Yeah. She's even talking about he acts too rush. She's never different. TV listening with it. Telling them stuff. Yo. Yeah. Greatness. Great. Great. Greatness. Yeah. So That's, it's number two. Yeah, number two. Oof. Numero uno. Numero uno. The God. Yes. 
Yes. The, the most amazing storyteller. The most infamous. The most infamous storyteller in hip hop. Ah, oh, Slick yeah. Rick the Ruler. Yes, sir. Like I don't think anybody will argue. Uh, they can't argue. Only if they don't 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 listen. Yeah. The like, only way you can say Slick Rick is not there is if you seriously skipped out on his whole era. Yeah. And if you started with Nas and 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 Ghost and, and Ray, then you gotta go back to who they pay homage to. Oh yeah. Which is Slick Rick, man. Yeah. I mean, can we first get to the point? His whole first album is a is a story. Yeah. Random different stories. Yeah. The Adventures of Slick Rick. The Adventures of Slick Rick. It's straight up. You can yeah. tell by the title yeah. and you listen to it and everything about it is a story. Mm-hmm. There's only like one song on every talk shit. Yeah. You know, and even that's got like stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> like story bars. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's a story about how he's better than everybody. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> no, the, one of the things, I mean, let's talk about his innovation first. Slick Rick to me is the first artist to do punch ins. I ain't never even think about that. Yeah. yeah. First artist to use two to three tracks for every vocal take. Yeah. So he would have his main track. He would have one where he punched in. He would have another third or fourth track where he would just do voices and ad libs in the background. Because he created the characters of his stories. Yes. In order to do that, he had to have the punch hands. I, did, I didn't. I never yeah. thought about it that way. No one was doing that prior yeah. to Slick Rick. He was the first guy I ever heard do that, and no one did it after him. Mm-hmm. That's how good he was. Yeah. Everyone knew like, we can't do this shit. You can go <laughs> listen to the Adventures of Slick Rick if you're listening to this. Go listen to this. Go listen to the moment I feared, or go listen to like you know uh, children's story, yes. and listen to how he's on beat so perfectly. You can't even tell the the gasps of air in between the, the punch ins, but even then, you never lose the story. Yeah. He's intricate and technical, but he doesn't sacrifice the story at all. Not at all. And it, and his voice. I mean, the thing the things that make a lot of these storytellers dope too is their voice, yes. delivery, and just the vividness at which they tell the stories. Yeah. And Slick Rick has one of the illest voices in hip hop. Oh, he, he always always has because he had easy. that kind of kind of British accent kind of thing yeah, happening, British, yeah. and it's like and it, but it was smooth. It was I don't know. It was just something about it that made you want to listen. And the fact that he was telling a story and the fact that it was so vivid, it just it just drew you in. It made you see everything that he was talking about. He was a master, definitely. I mean, hey, young world, teenage love, teenage love. I mean, there's so many stories on there. What's the one uh, about Kit where he's just talking about, you know, he's got the car. He's kind of doing like the Knight Rider type oh, story. Um, t- Are you ready? I don't know the name oh, of man. it. We'll yeah. play it. Yeah. Chief of police said, well, I'm sorry, Ricky, because I really can't help. My dreads, I think I'll take a long walk. Kit, put your scan on all these rappers in New York. But Michael's calling me, Rick, I have to go. If I get a word, you'll definitely be the first to know. Well, all that night, I felt really uptight. Hello. Incredible. And this was, what year did that come out? That was 80. It had to be 89 at the latest. Yeah, 89 at the latest. Man, he was so far ahead of his time. We mm. never have had a storyteller who was that in depth. The only knock on Slick Rick is that he obviously went to jail. <laughs> right. And that, that robbed his career of the momentum I think he would have had had he have stayed out and been consistent mm-hmm. you know his his second record wasn't at didn't smash as hard as his first one but his first had so many classics all he had to do was just keep putting out records yeah and he would have consistently yeah, yeah he would have easily he'd have been going. okay uh so so that kind of hurt him but technically if you talk to anybody rapping today about who the best storyteller is in hip hop you'd be hard pressed to find somebody to say slick rick is not there yeah I mean, every because I was, when I was doing research on some of this stuff, every list that I saw has Slick Rick at number one. Ugh. Like every list, I didn't see a list that didn't have Slick Rick at number one. Yeah. Like two through ten, you know what I'm saying, was always a toss up. You yeah. know what I'm saying, has some of the names that we had in there, but number one consistently was Slick yeah. Rick. Well, here's a little something that needs to be heard. Doug, I was going downtown. Well, Word. Sure. All along, no one to be 
also want to add to slick rick is that how it's easy to tell a story well i'll say it's easier to tell a story that doesn't have anything to do with anything yeah slick rick was able to tell stories that all kind of had lessons mm-hmm. in the end yeah. he always he always wrapped it up yeah. you know with a nice little bow on the end like this is the message of the story you yeah. know what i mean like he would tell you and a lot of writers don't do that because it's difficult yeah like you have to you have to start with a moral compass to know where you're going when you're writing. Right. And it's it's funny because like for me, like this is just personal how I write. When I when I think like, okay, I'm gonna write a story. A lot of times I start out and I don't necessarily know where I'm gonna end up, but you know, as it comes to me, I kind of form and shape it and build a direction. But I know like I wanna write a story about a girl. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I start. And then I go into and develop the story as it goes. And then the moral direction kind of builds along with what I'm talking about. Like, that's just me yeah. personally. Well, when I did, prior to doing the Vigilante Genesis, that's how I was doing things. Mm-hmm. When I did that one, that was the first time I was like, well, wait a minute. You got to actually plot this out. Yeah. You kids can't, or else you'll write yourself into a corner. Right. And if you write yourself you you can't get out. Yeah. So like that whole time was the first time because I knew like okay I want this shit to just fuck people up. I want people to just be in this world. So that's when I was like okay, I wrote like outlines. Uh-huh. I had an outline after the first one. I just went down. I outlined it and I had to think like how do I how do I introduce elements here that come up later here? Mm-hmm. How do I introduce this thing here that comes up here? How do I keep these things uh, working and intertwined to where I don't I don't fuck this story up right. because I'm just freestyling it or right, just doing right. but if it was just a single song on an album yeah. it would have been easy I could have done it like that right. but that one I was like you know what I'm just gonna try to write an outline and see if I can follow this thing you know mm-hmm. put it in three act structure and see what the fuck happens you know yeah yeah. I think you I think you definitely succeeded hell yeah with that. so oh so recap the list yeah for y'all go. yeah let's recap honorable mention I had Breezley Bruin yeah uh, I have Feral Munch. Feral Munch. Number five, I had, uh, who did I have? Wait a minute. Andre, 3000. Mm-hmm. You had. I had Slug. Yep. Atmosphere. Number four, I had Ghostface. Yeah, my four was Andre. It was Andre. Okay, so <laughs> then my number three was Raekwon. Yeah, mine was Ray and Ghost. Yours as was Ray a, and Ghost as, as, a, a, as a unit. As a unit. Yep. Number two, we have Nasty Nas. Nasty Nas in your area. <laughs> no doubt. And the number one best storyteller in hip hop of all time. Ever, ever, ever. Is Slick Rick the Ruler. The ruler. Yeah. Yeah. So if y'all, if y'all, if y'all agree, disagree, you know what I'm saying? Give us give us some comments. Yeah. And go back and like check out these these artists, check out their catalogs, check out the albums that we, you know, specify. Yeah. And um, you know, judge for yourself. Yeah, let us know what you think, man. Cause I know somebody's gonna be beefing because ain't no biggie. Right. Ain't no J. Ain't no pot. Ain't no pot. Man, yeah. we gonna catch hell because they're not <laughs> in this list. Right. You know, you know who else might sh- uh Ice Cube. Cube was a good storyteller. He was a good one. Yeah. Maybe next time, Q. Yeah, maybe Sorry. next time. Sorry, G. I mean, Snoop wasn't bad either. Snoop yeah, Snoop was bad. all right. Snoop, some joints. Snoop was all right, man. But yeah, the first Cube album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once upon a time in a project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ice T? Yes. yes. That's a lot. Yeah, we could yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, we could yeah. go on. We could do yeah, a top Yeah, We might have disrespected the West Coast with this one, man. <laughs> a little bit. We might have to come back and do a West Coast all episode. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we do you, have all East Coast, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. East Coast and down south. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But yo, come up with your own list. Hit us with your top five in the comments, man. If you're on SoundCloud, follow us. Mm-hmm. Super Duty Tough Work. Yes, sir. The follow book. us on Twitter. Yes. At SDTW underscore podcast. Yes, sir. And that's it. Till next time. Till next time. And pre order that record. Yes. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already.
that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work, huh? <laughs>